Mother lover, you gon' love this Graduated from a rebel to a revolutionary In my area, they love this I'ma wreck it like I'm revving the engine Heaven's ascension, every dimension Give me attention, look at my soul Look at my heart, look at my hope Got the world on my back, but I carry it though Tell them God got my hand, I ain't letting it go I, I, I came from the side of the ocean Welcome for the first time to some. Welcome back to others. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Mikey, half of the Black Million Marriage Podcast, and this is my indie. It's hard to talk about Noble. Indie episodes are individual episodes Randy and I record. It's a way for us to honor who we are as individuals and not just who we are as spouses. This season, episodes will tie into our overall theme of grief. Um, in the last episode, Randy and I touched on one emotion in particular and in depth in that emotion was anger. Um, We shared how it presents itself, how we struggle with it, um, how we react when seeing the other express that emotion. Um, I have not done a solo episode in months, y'all. I haven't done an Indian forever. Randy has done a couple um, before the break and since we've gotten back. And um, while it's really easy for me to, you know, deconstruct anger when I'm going back and forth with my best friend, it is harder for me these days to try to face my feelings, um, especially the ones that I'm actively ignoring uh, so instead of beating around the bush, which was my plan before <laughs> starting this episode, I'm going to actually discuss why it's hard for me to talk about Noble alone and what I'm doing to kind of open up more about my grief as a father. So let's let's get into it. All right. So what had happened was um, I I have recorded this episode three times now. <laughs> I have done this multiple times. It is really, really difficult for me to do this, y'all. Um, so please bear with me. But um, I recorded this already. And because my our podcast is produced by the greatest production company to exist ever, um, very detail oriented group over there at Wordy Productions, uh, they gave me some feedback that basically said, no, do it over. <laughs> Randy noticed that I was purposefully, maybe not pur- purposefully, um, that I was I was holding back um, because I was actively avoiding going in depth about why the things that I was talking about even mattered to me. Um, and so we basically discussed the fact that I was just leaving out the why behind everything I was sharing. And, and now here we are. Um, so I'm going to talk about why it's hard to talk about Noble and I will do it to the best of my ability. There are three overall reasons why it's hard to talk about Noble, but I'm combating those three reasons in multiple ways. And I'll get into that. But the first of those three reasons is it is extremely uncomfortable. Extreme discomfort is one of the reasons why it's hard for me to talk about Noble. I guess part of the reason is because that just, that's just more admitting that he's not here. Um, It's being hit with the reality again, that I lost him, that, um, the thing, the person that I really, really wanted is gone. And I have, I've, I've grieved before y'all I've lost before. I know people have lost as well. There's just something really difficult about having a conversation surrounding infant loss. That's really, it's hard for me to do. And I'm the one that had the kids. So (laughs) talking to other people about it is, um, it's just really uncomfortable. And I'm, I just, I'm good with talking about my feelings on this podcast, um, face to face with my wife. We've been talking about feelings since I was 17. Like that's the, that was the best, my go-to person for when I finally need to get some feelings out and I would just hide everything else from everybody else. But, um, 
yeah, it's just really uncomfortable, really uncomfortable. The second reason that it's hard um, is because I didn't think anyone cared. Like, who really cares? Um, there's there's a narrative that exists that's, you know, based in truth that, you know, people don't really care about the, the feelings of men um, who deal with stuff like this. Um, even myself, like, you know, it's something that I, I would perpetuate as well. Like, it's really just about the wife when people lose children or how the mother is feeling. Um, and not really a lot of movies. <laughs> Y'all know that my history... My understanding of the world comes from uh, what my mother could do, being a single mother raising children and TV. And so there wasn't a lot of movies about dads who lost kids and how they handled that and how they rallied or what they did and how they expressed themselves. And so because I have no examples of this, I just assume nobody cared. Um, I have since learned that that is not the case. But um, if I'm thinking no one cares and I'm thinking it's extremely uncomfortable, then great. I have no reason to like address this or talk to this about anyone. Uh, And so the third reason overall why it's just really hard to talk about Noble is because I'm angry. I am angry at all of it. I am still angry, fuming to this day that he is not here. I'm angry how it all went down. Um, I'm angry about things that happened leading on up until we lost him. I'm angry just in in general. Like that's my default. My default now is is angry Um, until like I'm snapped out of that. I have to like push myself out of that space. But before I'm pushed out, that's where I'm at. So really just extreme discomfort. Didn't think anybody cared. And I'm angry. Um, But the thing is, is not talking about him is is no longer an option. So I'm doing some things to basically make room for me to talk about my son and help me work through these impossible to manage emotions because it's a lot. It is a lot. Um, And so I'm attacking those things. In five key ways, um, I'm addressing my health. Um, I'm addressing my physical health. I'm addressing my social health. That's a thing. Um, my mental health, my emotional and my spiritual health. And I'm attacking those in a couple of ways to just try to get me to be in a better space, to be open and honest about my grief. The first way, physical. So uh, I actually made a promise to Noble while he was still alive and shortly after his passing. So while I was still pumping air into my child and helping him breathe. Um, I apologized to him. I told him I loved him. I'm so sorry that this is happening to you. And and it just came out. I was like, I promise I'm going to take care of myself. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why I was compelled to do it, but I felt like I needed to. And, and making that promise, it ultimately just looked like me being physically active. My son cannot. My son is not allowed to be. He is not here. Um, He did not, he does not have any air in his lungs and I still do. And so I felt like committing to actually taking care of myself starts with taking care of the physical. And this has always been a way that I've taken care of myself um, since before Noble. I was an athlete. (laughs) like I worked out. I was in shape. I took care of myself. And so I kind of let life slip in in a couple of, and I've let life slip in in certain ways that have just taking me off my path <laughs> and has really thrown my confidence off in, in certain ways. Um, and I you know, gained a lot of weight. I felt a lot of pain, but ultimately getting in shape makes me feel good. And this helps me in a couple of ways because this is the, this is one of the last things that you he heard me say, and it's, it gives me something to do. It gives me something to do with this energy. So I take walks um, randomly. I took a walk earlier today that, kind of went a little left, but 
I take walks to like just feel better, get my blood flowing, give me some time to think, listen to music, listen to podcasts, walk Groot, who also needs to like lose a little bit of weight so he can feel better in his joints and things like that. Um, but in attacking my physical health, I, I feel better that I'm like strengthening my body. I feel great that I'm doing something in the name of my son and I get to like talk about it. I get to, I, I feel him when I'm outside, when I'm moving around, when I'm actively walking. Um, and also, yeah, I just want to feel better. Um, I have not committed to my physical health in this way before. You know, everybody has moments. You set the resolution and then you you fall back into your old ways. But I haven't. I've just been trying my best to just remain consistent um, and make this be how I am um, to just keep that promise. So a large part of my promise was taking care of my actual physical health. And that's where I'm at. I'm also taking care of and addressing my social health. So I have a very difficult time talking to people um, and just staying connected. I have multiple group chats with multiple families and threads that were always in my phone. And I just could not bring myself to respond to them sometimes. It wasn't even that it would take forever. It was maybe a good morning text from a sister or a, hey, how you doing text from an old coworker or something. And I just couldn't reply to text messages. So I'm trying to get better at just connecting with people who care to connect. Um, and so I, we, we, I, my brothers and I started a group chat. Um, this is this is my first like group chat since um, since like one of my old jobs. I forget the app that everyone used to get on for like group talking. And it was like there was an app for it, which was just really stupid because now we all just have multiple people in our phones. But um, that's going to kill me, too. Somebody's probably screaming it right now. Just DM us or put it in the comments when we share this episode. Um, but, yeah, I have a group chat with my brothers and it's it's great. My brothers are all idiots. They are all fools. Just imagine three different versions of me at different ages. And then there you go. Like we all, we just look different, but we all have similar outlooks. Um, all my brothers are fathers now. Um, and we talk about dad shit. We talk about son shit. We talk about black man stuff. We talk about our emotions. We share our feelings. We also talk about how we numb those feelings. We talk about our father. We talk about um, our mothers, our sisters, we talk about life, our philosophies. Um, they're actually the only people that have gotten me to open up and consider thinking about spiritual matters again. Like, um, it's just really nice to like have that space, um, to connect with people. I'm also connecting with siblings in general. I love my sister. Shout out to my sister, Jill. If you're listening to this, I love you. I connected with my family in general, my cousins from when I was younger, Jamal, Brandon, I've, I've just been taking time to just reach out to people and reconnect and just also just respond back <laughs> to those who took the time out to like reach out to me because I can't continue to isolate myself in the ways that I have been doing. Um, it, it gets dangerous. Um, also been speaking a lot to people on Patreon, love the Patreon people. Um, and in doing this podcast, it's just been nice. We've gotten such great, kind, um, thoughtful messages, DMS, emails from people who are just like, Hey, you know, like, we're just glad y'all are alive. <laughs> we're glad y'all are okay. Y'all can take the time that y'all need. We're glad that you did what you did. You know, we're happy to have you back, but you know, you don't owe anybody anything, things along those lines. Like it's been great to hear. Um, especially when y'all know how we feel about this show, y'all know how much we love actually talking with each other and how we enjoy building on this podcast and to just be gone for any reason just sucks. So to be back podcasting feels good. 
And also I've been active on Instagram, y'all. Like I've been, I've been on my socials. I am one of those people who have all the gripes in the world with social media. Um, I hate it. I hate it so much (laughs) because of how fake people are, how fake it can be, the problems with it. But I have actually been actively like responding in comments, um, DMing people back. I have, I like, I I respond to like shade room posts now. Like I'm, I'm actually a person who interacts with some stuff. I will leave comments. I left some funny comments on some stuff and people liked it. Like, I'm like, oh, like this is what you're supposed to use this for. Not just like the silent Instagram stalker who just likes some things or doesn't like things and just keeps scrolling all day. Like I'm an active participant now in the social media world. I might start me a Twitter so I can go on Twitter rants and stuff and do all the things. But it's just been it's been nice to communicate with people. And it's been helping me to be open and honest about Noble because I realized that I have safe spaces to be seen and heard. I have people who care to hear from and see me. I have people who are not going to make me feel worse for the fact that I can or can't communicate certain feelings that I'm having. Who won't judge me if I just randomly disconnect and maybe start bust out crying. I don't know. Like, it's just, I realized that I don't need to isolate myself and and fall into this abyss of sadness um, that it would be really easy for me to stay in forever. Um, and so it's just been nice. man. that's just, you know, social health. A big point. Just taking care of my social health. Also, there's ways that I've been like addressing my mental health. Um, and this is not like mental health in the context of like mental health today. Like this is not about this is not um, just therapy and and mantras, um, though those things would also be like really, really useful. But, um, uh, I'm doing things to actually like strengthen my mind, to wake myself back up, to actually like grow my brain for the longest. If you do not know this scientifically, uh, alcohol kills brain cells (laughs) and the more you drink, the more brain cells are killed. Um, and I have been finding all of the ways to cope and drinking all of the alcohol and doing all the things to like numb myself. But I really wanted to get back to like feeding my brain. There are things that I always wanted to teach my kids when it, when it became time for me to start teaching my kids stuff. And so I'm diving back into that and creating lists and things for things that I want to do with Drew. There were things that I were going to do with both of them. Um, And so I needed to get back to being in a space of like learning. So I've been learning more in the context of like coding and web development. I've been teaching myself stuff. Um, I also teach coding and web development, um, but I've been learning some new things. I've been watching car videos from Donut Media. If you don't know who they are, there's really there's really funny dudes that do like uh, car content on YouTube. Uh, things from how to videos to uh, quality of like tools and things like that. They do a lot of history um, history videos that are like really well put together about like um, car companies and motorcycle companies, things like that. Like I've been, I've been this, it's like the history channel for car guys. <laughs> and it's like been really, really nice to just open myself up to that and learn some things like that. Um, I've also been like creating wish lists that's been like, this has been helping my mental, right? Like I've been creating wish lists for things to look forward to or buy, like planning vacations, shoes, about to start getting more retros, y'all. I got more money coming in. This is happening. Or motorcycle. I will have a bike that's happening at some point in life. But just giving myself things to look forward to. Now, these things don't necessarily help me to talk about Noble, um, but they make me feel better. And like without that despair hanging over me, I'm a better person. <laughs> I'm better able to respond to messages that I was ignoring and also to now start reaching out to people. I am now someone who initiates text messages, y'all. That is insane. 
and way outside of the scope of like who I am <laughs> or was. But yeah, in, in addressing my mental health, it just puts me in a space to where like, all right, you feel a little bit better. Maybe you can do a little bit more today. And it's not all doom and gloom. Um, and it helps. Uh, and the last things that I'm like working on that are a little bit more difficult and are taking just a little bit more out of me. But um, doing these things makes it just a little bit easier to talk about Noble um, is uh, my emotional and my spiritual health. And so the only things that have been like really feeding into that uh, one is bonding more with Drew. I love my baby. I love my baby so much. She is growing up to be the strangest little brilliant little longest little girl like in the world. I love her so much. And though I am pained every day by the fact that she does not have a little brother here to bother her and or to play with or to love on her or for her to love on because Drew is so loving. Um, I still have her. Um, Drew is everything y'all drew is just that's that's my baby i i i don't even know you know what to say i have this beautiful brilliant little human being that is here that needs me and i am fully aware of that even in my sadness so just been doing more to just bond with my baby and it's been helping me keep my emotions in check to a certain degree um because drew is also just a lot (laughs) drew requires a lot but yeah bonding with her has just been been life um drew loves painting uh including nails i let her paint my nails y'all i did it i didn't think i was gonna do it and i, I did it and the shit came out like kind of fire um <laughs> drew is uh a nature girl she liked being outside and just sitting around sticks and playing with rocks um drew loves to dance she loves to sing every damn day of every minute <laughs> my baby is a walking musical and just taking time to just pay closer attention to her and put focus on her has been great for me. And on top of that, um, in addition to that, just returning to podcasting has been great for my emotional health. Just reconnecting with my wife and my friend. We talk, y'all. We we, we talk off the microphones. Um, I promise y'all we do. However, after losing a child, the conversations are just not, <laughs> they're not the same. They're not what they used to be. We have been very obviously focused on right now what we got to do. So what paying bills, working, making sure Drew's good, making sure that we're eating, you know, like the strategic things to live life. But the podcast is where we bonded. Uh, when we started the podcast in the first place, it was, it was after a loss. Um, we wanted to just talk to each other and just get closer to each other. And the podcast, this, this here is where we do it. This thing that we built that we created together, just like with our children that we put all this love and labor into is it, it brings us closer together. And the the theme of this season is is grief. And though it hurts to talk about, it also is just, you know, it's like a double-edged sword. It hurts and it heals at the same time. It's been great to just be back in the, um, in the space of like sitting on a microphone and talking to Randy and laughing or crying or like looking at her and just like, just re-engaging with a human because I have not been for so long. Um, because I'm, I miss my son, y'all. I, I miss my son. There's, there's no way around it. There's no other way of, of putting it. This is hard. This is hard. And, and even trying to come back to the podcast, just to talk, just to express to you all what I've been dealing with and how I've been going through. It's, it's still hard. It's even hard to like go through these things to try to try, try, try to create some type of structure here. <laughs> to 
<laughs> Jeez. Uh, we tried to create some structure here to just try to help me like guide myself through these thoughts, but I'm all over the place. I'm all over the place. It's really, really hard. I used to be like, I used to be good at eventually getting it together, but I'm not anymore. I I am forever changed by this. We haven't talked about it in depth, or at least I haven't shared much about my experience with what I was dealing in the hospital. And I think that it's safe to say that that's going to come out um, over the course of these episodes through the season. But, um, you know, I, I have, I am not okay. I'm just, I'm just not. Um, and it's hard to talk about overall because it still just doesn't seem real to me some days. I remember just last week, it feels like where we were planning for the doctor's appointments. I remember singing to her stomach and reading books and, doing like the things and I remember looking at the app and seeing what the baby is gonna like what size is the baby today and taking pictures and finding out it was a boy like I like all of these things and it just and he's not here right now and it's just really fucked up it's really fucked up I feel like I am in a twilight zone um and I am just waiting for things to like line back up and make sense and it's not happening Part of me every day has to continue going forward with life. And then part of me is just stuck. It's stuck in last year in July. And the two of them are struggling to like mix and and come together. But I want to talk about these things. I want to share how I'm feeling. But it's so overwhelming for me to manage within myself that I'm having a really difficult time just sharing that with anyone else. And half the time, I really don't know what to do with this. I don't know what to do with this. So I'm I'm attacking my physical. I'm doing more socially. I'm trying to do more for my mental, for my actual brain. I'm trying to express more and dive more into my emotional and just be more in, in, intentional about things and, and eventually reconnect with my spiritual. But that's it. That's all I have right now um, is just trying. It's just putting forth effort. I miss my son. I miss my son. I, I I really wish that I didn't have to do this. I really wish that this wasn't the episode. I wish I could tell y'all that I'm like doing all the things that guys do when they have sons. Like, I don't even know. I don't even know where to start the list. Like, I don't know. Talk sports shit. I, I don't know. I don't know. Cause I don't have one. I, um, I just miss him. I hope, I hope this wasn't weird for y'all. I just, it, it's hard to talk about noble, but I, but I I love him. That's that was that was my son. His time here was very short, but his impact, y'all, is 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 gonna be forever. And and maybe at the end of the season, this will sound a little bit different. I'll be a little bit better at this. But um, yeah, that's it. That's um, that's me dealing with talking about Noble. Uh, yeah. All right, y'all, I'm going to leave you all with this. Today, I am still hurt. I still struggle with the pain of this loss. I wish my boy could have stayed longer and got the chance to be a little brother to his big sister. I wish my wife got the chance to see how firsthand uh, boys just go really hard for their moms. I'm not okay, but I'm choosing every day to do something different and, and do something about it. It is extremely easy for me to stay down. It would be extremely easy for me to 
give in to my sadness. It would be extremely easy for me to fall back into old behaviors, but I made a promise that I intend to keep and I am going to take care of myself and I am going to live intentionally for real for all of those who are unable to, but especially noble Michael Lee Chapman. So this and all future episodes of the Black Millionaire Marriage Podcast are produced by Randy Chapman and Wordy Productions, the podcast management company, the number one podcast management company. That's not false advertisement because they are number one in my book. Submit questions or feedback for the next solo episode. Email us at blackmillionaire at gmail.com or leave a voice message at 770-750-4098 that could be featured on a future episode. Let me know what you thought of this one. I will be asking questions in the socials and posting some things on Instagram, but please feel free to, you know, call, leave that message, leave us an email. Let us know what you thought about this one. Your feedback is everything. Be sure to check out our website, www.blackmillionaremarriage.com and follow us on social media platforms on Instagram. I am Mikey underscore XXI. Randy is R-A-N-D, four I's, three E's. And on Twitter, we are at underscore the Chapmans. As always, y'all, be blessed. Don't settle. Fight clean. Peace. I'm about to let the fuse. I just need me a cup. I'm going to pour me the juice. I got the juice now. I got the juice now. I got the juice now. I got the juice. Uh, I got the juice now. I got the juice now. I got the juice now. I got the juice. Hello. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com.